there have been improper intimacies. Welcome back to Improper Intimacies. That's Matthew. That's Victor. And yeah, we are here on this Saturday afternoon. It is gloomy as fucking Bakersfield. How is it in front in Clovis? Um, it's actually quite sunny and blue skies and puffy white clouds out. It did oh, sprinkle nice. and get wet a little bit. Yeah, it this did morning, that too. But it's looking pretty good. Pretty good. Right it's on. Really nice. So let's tell the world. Um, you have been on a little. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a pick me up, but you have not been smoking as of how long? When's the last time you had a smoke? Of <laughs> um, uh, shit. The last time we posted an episode. Yeah, so I think that was like beginning of the month, kind of end of January. Okay. Um, I have a confession to make. We are all about the confessions. Uh, I broke that today. (laughs) Uh, No, that's perfectly fine. I I was only asking to see like, how, how do you feel after been, have been off for so long and just, you know enjoying yourself it's actually been really good i've um i been wanting to take a little bit of a break you know let the lungs breathe a little bit get a little you know fresh air (laughs) get that tolerance back down because right when you smoke a lot you become like uh i don't want to yeah to the powers of (laughs) i was gonna say i don't want to say immune because it's totally not the word (laughs) that i I want to use for that, but the effects that make it fun and relaxing tend to go away, uh, and you're just kind of like, you know, just feeling a vibe, and I kind of wanted to go back to when it was a little more fun and uplifting and kind of like a little bit of a ride, so today, um, we, we vibing. Let's just say that. We vibe it. We've had some chamomile tea. (laughs) (laughs) So can I tell you what can I tell you about a dream that I had the other night? Yeah, but before I Uh, do that, I want to confess to one more thing. Sorry it's been a while. It's been like a week or two. No, let's not do that. We don't have to do that. I have I have to let it be known. We recorded an episode last week. We recorded an episode last it was a, week. It was, it was an episode. It's, it's <laughs> like the TV afternoon special moment. Uh, she was epic in more ways than one. It ended up being a three-hour recording session. <laughs> Drama may have happened. Things may have been said. We may need to have a Real Housewives style reunion post that episode coming out. 
I've decided, I've made the personal effort and decision to decide to shelve it for a bit because it's a chonker of an episode and I'm not sure how I want to attack it, but boy, is it good. (laughs) I cannot. Well, be on the lookout for... The lost episode. Episode thir- <laughs> and it's so and it's so telling too because it's episode thirteen. Honestly, the lost we, should, we should episode. We should just skip thirteen and when we release this one, just go fourteen and then like keep going up and then when it finally comes out. <laughs> Episode oh. thirteen. Uh, honey, <laughs> honey, sis. I titled this recording track episode 14 so this is going to be episode 14 (laughs) i love it i was already two steps ahead of you with that one i thought the same thing yeah sorry so your dream okay so i had a nightmare the other night that um i don't know like Okay, I'm just gonna tell you the nightmare. Maybe we'll pick it apart. Okay, so it's it's literally like a minute a minute story. But I had a dream the other night that Daniel came home, and he was like, "Hey, babe," he was like, "There's a whole podcast about your podcast," and I was like, "What?" Narcissism. No, yeah, and he and he was like, "No, no, no, it's not about your podcast, but like." for like three episodes they like dissect your podcast and yeah you should listen to it and i'm like okay so i'm listening to it and doing my like i'm just like okay cool and they are literally picking at every single flaw that i have they count how many times i mouth breathe in the episode and they're like can we get any more mouth breaths from you (laughs) work on your lungs i am like oh you are reading me to filth Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. We can't fuck help you. that word a little bit chonky. <laughs> but I just was like, I don't know. I it was just it was it was a dream of like, like you know when you're when you like go to the doctor, and like he nitpicks at everything. That's what it was, and I was like, holy shit! Like, what is this? What what does this mean? So I just woke up and I just was like, relax. You have recorded. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't put me on the edge, car. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of took it as, like, don't be so hard on yourself, you know. But also it was, like, myself acknowledging that I was doing that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of like, okay, relax, chill, haha, hee hee, funny, funny, move on, and go. But, like... I. I low-key was like, I woke up and I looked at Daniel and was like, fuck you, Daniel. You listen to this podcast and you fucking came to me and you're telling me that you want me to listen to people trash me? No, thank you. It's, cons- it's constructive criticism, my love. Of course, and I'm no. here for it. it. it it's- you know, and that's a, it's funny that you kind of mentioned you having this dream because this is something that I've been struggling with but have had some inner conversations with myself about that idea especially when I sit down to edit because I do try to get all of our mouth breathing out as much as possible <laughs> and this is something that we take pride in it's something that we both it's love also, to it's do normal. right it's normal and because we're still getting I... comfortable with hearing ourselves because there's one thing that I've kind of noticed is that what I think I sound like and there are videos out there about you know this phenomenon but what I think I sound like and what I actually sound like are two very different things 
And I'm trying to just readjust to how I sound and, and the realization that that's my actual voice. And I was trying to get there a little bit, but it is so easy to just like nitpick every little bit of th- things because I know while I'm editing, I'm not paying attention to maybe things that you're picking up on because I'm hyper-focused on how do I sound? Do I sound like an idiot? Am I mouth breathing too much? Right now, my mouth is is filling up with too much saliva. Does that affect (laughs) it? You know what I mean? (laughs) But it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm hyper-focused on myself. And with you, it's just, I don't even notice those things. Right. Same. But I like, okay, so I did like, okay, the next morning I woke up, I was like, okay, this is a thing. You're fine. I was watching The View. I was watching other podcasts. I was watching Race Chaser. And I was like, hmm, I'm not the only one. Megan McCain is also a mouth breather. Willem, also a mouth breather. Like, I'm just like, this is a normal thing. Like, it's okay. We have to breathe to speak. And sometimes when we're going on, we have to breathe to live. Like, it's normal. So it's just actually listening to it in a, you know... Hearing yourself playback is just kind of like you, you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't control it. It's a normal function that you need to do. So get a grip, get a life, and get over it. Yeah, I mean, it adds to the nuance. I think partly what I think my problem is with it is I speak too quickly or I'm trying to get as many words out as possible and taking a breath like... <gasps> You know, yeah, but because you let you let out too much breath with all the words mm-hmm. that you're saying, yeah, I gotcha. But I know, but yeah, like, was, Katie Kirk little... does it, and Mar- Martha Stewart is girl. Go watch a Martha Stewart video and see how many times that bitch is gasping for air. And it, that's <laughs> one thing where I'm just like, you know what? If people don't fucking like it, then don't fucking listen to this shit. Mm-hmm. Yup, yup, yup. So what have you been up to since um, the last time we spoke? I, I was. Okay, I should so say since the last time we fought. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but honestly, Matt and I, we kind of like, we, we, I don't know, we have this relationship where it's just like we fight and tomorrow's a new day and we like we both kind of like I don't know we shouldn't even get into this now because the episode's not even up yet so nobody will understand whenever that episode (laughs) comes out maybe it'll be our one year reunion our one year anniversary maybe our 10th anniversary you never know maybe next week Whenever that episode we'll comes out, the then we'll then do a, a total break finale. Exactly. We'll do a total <laughs> breakdown of uh, <laughs> the events that transpired that evening. But a little bit of tea about the episode. We finally brought Sandy on the episode. <laughs> so I'm sorry that you aren't going to be able to listen to it. I thought about that but too. I'm just like, know Sandy's there. <laughs> we've promised Sandy's for so long. Every like past couple of episodes. We're going to bring Sandy on. We're going to bring Sandy on. We're going to bring Sandy on. So we could actually have like a conversation that's not centered around Drag Race. <laughs> and then I decide that episode's just not coming out. <laughs> it will eventually, but it's a lot of fun. And I, I want to go Emmy award, you know, sound engineering with it because 
it's a lot. <laughs> it gets depressing. It's it a gets lot. intense. <laughs> Words were sad. Things were thrown. <laughs> Phones were disconnected. <laughs> Reeling the drama. We can, laugh, we can laugh about it now. So that's all that matters at the end of the day. I know that you've had some time off, so you've been, like you told me, stuck at home going stir crazy, but you seem to have been doing quite a bit. Um, have I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have I? I think so. I don't know. Well, you've been, been catching up on things. Yeah, catching up on my televisions, my television shows. Um, what else? Honestly, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> So, I started watching a show with Daniel on Amazon Prime called The The Prodigal Son? Prodigal Son? Prodigal. It's Prodigal. Prodigal Son. Um, It's, it actually, it's kind of like a year old, so kind of late on the game. Is this with, um, I almost said Bryce Dallas Howard. That's not even the person I was thinking of. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips? Not who I was thinking you were going to say. I was thinking Pierce Brosnan. But, oh no. Well, I mean, no. Pierce Brosnan is not, that's not. I think he's in a show called The Sun. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No. Dale and I are on this like murder kick. Like, I don't know if murder just fascinates us. Can we just kind of like talking about it? Right. Because you watched the (laughs) Cecile Hotel show, right? Correct. That was a huge waste of time. But I mean, duly noted. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't a waste of time. It was entertaining, but it's a very sad story, just like most murder stories are. Um, But it just. It was just, it was too much. It was all over the place. And I lost, I got out, then I got back in. And when I got back in, I was like, but wait, what? It, it just, it, it was, it was just too much. Um, so yeah, Haley, uh, Haley, Daniel's cousin, uh, started watching The Prodigal Son. She told us, hey, you guys should really watch this. Gave it a look. And it's like, I don't want to say Saw, but, like, you know how Saw takes it to that level of, like, <gasps> what's going to happen, you know? Like, like in terms of gruesome murders or just with tension building? Tension building and not gruesome murders, but, like, for instance, um, there's a scene in the show where uh, the prodigal son is trying to, like, tell this killer who he caught, like don't kill this person kill me instead and like he has like this uh, um, he's gonna inject himself with like this poison and he's like I don't know if it's because of his arm like his veins like he has really prominent veins and they were sticking out and he was like like had the fucking needle to his arm and was like and you're like like it's like it felt real like you he really don't do it like this is gonna happen and yeah it's it's a very climactic each episode covers a new murder so it gets a little repetitious not power rangers repetitious but it gets a little like okay how is this gonna happen and you know like for a fact that the character uh the main character you know he's crazy because he saw his father kill people 
but he's on the FBI side, so he's a good guy. But you're like, no, you're gonna snap sometime. Like, this is just way too much. Like, you know too much. And he's going back to his father to help, like, get in the mind of a, a killer. And he's like, well, what would you do if you were out and doing this? And it's just like, shit's gonna get wild. Ooh, it sounds good. Yeah. Really, it it really kind good. of reminds me of, um, fuck, what's that movie called? With McConaughey, I think. And his father was like a serial killer. It's like an older movie, right? Yeah, it was from the, I want to say like the mid to late 90s, early 2000s. I want to say Bill Pullman is in it. Two, that could also be wrong because I get him mixed up with another actor. Um, I want to say double indemnity and that's not it. That's not even it's called frailty frailty there you go yes Yes. that it it kind of gives me that sort of vibe from just from your your prescription just from your description so and i really love frailty so maybe i will give this a look well i want to talk about one little thing this week and that is little miss wandavision are you fully caught up I am caught up. I'm ready for next Thursday midnight. Like, I'm not even waiting till Friday morning. I'm staying up till midnight and I'm watching it. Oh, I can't do that, sis. Why not? I've tried. I don't know. I've tried the last couple of weeks and I'm just like, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. But it is becoming the first thing that I watch. So when we wake up and have breakfast, it's the show that Roger and I watch while we're having breakfast. Okay. So it's kind of become part of our daily routine. A couple episodes. I did mention that I was going to wait until the whole series was over before I watched. Obviously, that did not happen because... Episode three, shit picks up quick, and it's like, okay, you can't, I, you, you can't, you can't not watch. You have to just keep doing it. So it's got me. I love it. But yeah, what are your thoughts on it? What do you, what, what are you thinking? Um, one, it's the one show, and considering we have a podcast separate from this that is strictly related to talking about a television show. <laughs> every week uh but this is the one show a week that i look forward to and i'm like anticipating coming out with drag race it's kind of like okay it's coming out friday night i'll either watch it watch it friday or saturday morning you know kind of get that whole thing but this one feels like remember that feeling where every saturday morning you looked forward to sitting down eating breakfast and just in, put in staying in your pajamas and fully like locking into Saturday morning cartoons for a couple of hours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you always had like that one show that would come on Saturday mornings that you looked forward to. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel with WandaVision. And it's that excitement that keeps me returning every single week. And it just keeps getting better and better and darker and more effed up than I had ever anticipated seeing from a Marvel show. I love like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like the movies. I'm not fully indoctrinated into the culture. It's not like something I'm 
fully well versed in in terms of like a nerd dumb but this show i told my sister this the other day when we were talking about it this show is probably my favorite thing that marvel has ever put out point blank period right on it is changing the landscape of television this whole i mean i'm very much indoctrinated into the um the sitcom the classic sitcom sort of world because i grew up watching nick at night so watching the progressions and picking up on these little nuances and then just having this fun sort of sitcom uh show but having this like really dark sense of dread underneath it Mm -hmm. and just like lingering there and now things are starting to fall apart and but come together all at the same time and it's like trying to piece together a mystery yeah it's so freaking cool it is so much fun i don't trust anybody on that show no like i don't either i don't trust anybody the only person who I probably trust is the scientist. Oh, uh, little cat Denny. Because she's yes, she's so cute. I fucking love her. I actually watched Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist last night, and I just was like, it took me back to like being 19, 18, and it just was like, Ugh, remember when we made playlists? Remember when we burned CDs? Remember when like you gave your love, your your love in music? to like girls or your best friends or you know you just out of love made a playlist for them that was like this these songs remind me of you here you go it was cute it was fun but back to wandavision yes cat dennings is in it she's glorious i would like to go down this trail with you but we can come back to it because i i do love i remember making playlists and making mixed cds for friends and that being like a big huge thing especially for me i felt like i took the time to really put thought and effort into making like a mixed CD or a mixtape mm-hmm. or a playlist and still to do do that sort of today. But there was once a time where that's how we shared music with each other. Yeah. And I miss it so much. In fact, I actually found a bunch of my old mix CDs from high school. I'm dead. I can't wait. <laughs> I'll have to go through them with you one time when we're in person and we can like do a special episode or something. Yes. How many more episodes are left of one of it? There's only three episodes? Only three episodes left. And then the following week we jump into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I'm sort of excited about. I it's just not what WandaVision is serving. So we'll see how that one goes. We're not too sure yet. We'll see. I don't know. I just don't know where this is all going to. Like, and I'm very upset that fucking COVID happened because we would be so far ahead from what we are now, you know? Oh, just yeah. when it comes to, with this realm. Like, all this shit was slated to be released last fucking year, at the beginning of last year. So, I'm just like, I just want to be in the know of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting. I don't want to wait anymore. Tell me. <laughs> No, I completely agree with you. It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I, I'm really enjoying where the story is going, but how long do I have to wait to see where it's going to lead to? Because this is leading now into movies that are going to be in theaters, and 
we would be getting those movies that are go- were that are supposed to be in theaters like soonish. So this story, just, we would in an alternate timeline, we would know where this is headed. And yeah, I just don't know where this is going with like with Eternals, the movie with Angelina Jolie. Like, I'm so excited what the about fuck that does one. that have to do with this? Like, I have I don't know any of the movies that are slated. I have no idea what. Anything that I know now is going to happen. Like, I'm like, I, I am seeing like the X Men are coming. To, I'm just like, I mean, like, that there's gonna be all three Spider Mans in one film. I'm like, I I don't know if that's true in its entirety, but yeah, so. I still don't see what's going on now. So, what that to I've, tie into it. What I've heard is, and we're not comic book people. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> Not our shush. Growing up, comic books for me were the ones that I was allowed to purchase when I would go to our local in-town, downtown pharmacy with my grandma. And I was only allowed to purchase the comic books that were Disney-related because they were not violent. So that's where I'm at in the comic book world. <laughs> so... But from what I've heard is that in the comic books, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, has a brother named Pietro who is Quicksilver. We already know that. In the comics, they're both X-Men and her father or their father is Magneto. Now, one storyline for Wanda is she goes a little crazy and she whispers the word no more mutants See, and I'm creates a reality where there are no more mutants. Now, I'm hearing this is going to be she's going to do something and it's going to rip it, rip open the multiverse, meaning all kinds of different versions of characters are going to just start popping up. And this storyline is going to go through with the next Spider-Man movie and then Doctor Strange 2, which is called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's going to be a storyline, and that's going to be our build-up. And it's speculated that either she will give birth to X-Men at the end of the series, or it'll happen at the end of this long storyline. Does that make sense? Give birth as in like they're coming from her or she's going to like make the X-Men. She's going to make the X-Men with those words somehow. Okay. I'm here for it. But I just don't want Wanda to be a bad person. Like I like her a lot. I don't want her to be a villain. Me too. I I don't think she's going to be a villain though. The same way that I also love Jean Grey and the Phoenix, like, you know, I'm like, I guess I can be okay with it because fierce-ass redheads are badass fuck, and mm-hmm. I'm here for them, good or bad. Yeah. I, just, I just don't want to see Wanda go. And I think it's going to be very much that storyline, the Dark Phoenix storyline from the movies that they've attempted to do but have failed miserably. But it's really good. Um, if you're not watching it, WandaVision, go catch up on Disney+. And that has been your WandaVision moment.
edition. So I went to Di- I went to Disney a couple days ago. Oh, you flew to Florida, huh? No, not oh, Florida. Oh, so you went to the, you went to that straight super spreader event at, in Tampa Bay, and then decided to do a little U turn, go to Orlando, and spread Corona all over Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, in a nutshell. Um, I, I uh, Dan- actually it was a surprise. I had no idea that I was gonna go here. Daniel's like, just pack up beach clothes. We're going to the beach for the day, and I was like, okay, cool. So we're driving, we're driving, and I notice, and I'm like, what beach are we going to? And he's like, we're actually going to the Queen Mary, and I'm like, well, the Queen Mary? Who the fuck is that? Like, where, what? <laughs> like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, so I texted Beth and I was like, have you ever been to the Queen Mary? What is this? And she was like, oh my God, you're going to love it. Like, you can have lunch on there. It's just this really big boat that just is docked and, you know, you just, you just chill on it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fun. That'll be fun. And then I'm like, I'm like, how fucking far is this place? And I'm just not even paying attention to where we're going. We get off the highway and we're at that first red light. You know, right when you get off the highway from to Disneyland, and there's oh, that yeah. red light right there. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that just, one. I'm changing the song, I'm changing the music, and I just look up and I look at the stoplight, and then I just look at the street sign, and my hand just instantly goes to Daniel's arm, and I just slap him, and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> and I was like, they're not even open. Like, what do you mean? Like, what? And he was just like. No, yeah, downtown Disney's open the same way as, like, you know, uh, City Walk is open for Universal Studios. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just instantly got happy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish you would have told me we were coming. I would have worn my Mickey ears or something. <laughs> but I was wearing right. beach clothes instead. And, um, yeah, so we parked $10 parking. Um, Which is not that considering good. what parking really is like at the park. Yeah, for sure. It's like $25 um, now. Yeah, it's limited. They only let a certain amount of people in. Um, we parked. You have to wear a mask to go inside, which is understandable. Um, and we got in in a matter of like 30 minutes um, just because we had to get screened. You had to uh, be take a, uh, had a temperature to check. You had to walk through something. It was very, very, uh, you know, they were thorough. And you weren't allowed to take anything inside. It was just what you have with you. Like, so they kind of, they let you bring a bag in, but I mean, the two of us didn't have a bag. Yeah, we went inside. uh, We had lunch there, had a cocktail. Where'd you go? Uh, We went to, there's like, uh, what is it called? It's the yellow umbrellas, like right next to, uh, remember that store where you would go to for our paintings? Oh, under, um, underground? Yes, underground. it's right across. It's that bar that's right across from there. It's like outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, we just ate right there. And we'll, before that, we walked around. We uh, it, There was a sign that we followed where the ticket booths are for admission. Nobody was over there. Um, they were just kind of all hanging out in downtown uh, Disney, which I don't think very people, many people know, but... Disney Cal- uh, California Adventures is open. Yeah. You just can't you just can't like get on any rides, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much all blocked off until you get to Grizzly River Run. Mm-hmm. 
that's where it's blocked off. So you can walk all the way into, you know, from the front end of the park, all the way to what's uh, what's the theater where Frozen was? The Hyperion. The Hyperion. You can walk all the way to the Hyperion, and then that's okay. blocked off, blocked off right there. Um, but yeah, they just had it. It was just a bunch of food. They had. They were selling uh, churros. They were selling street tacos. It was. It was a good day. It was a nice day to get out, get some sun. Um, I bring this up because they had a WandaVision display that you can kind of take a photo in front of. That was kind of like the biggest thing that they had going on there that was like character oriented. Those pictures um, were so cute. So cute. Cause we were like, Daniel and I were also watching I Love Lucy. So I was like, let's do some Ricky and Lucy poses. So yeah, we posted those, they were really cute. And then after that was when we ate and then we went to the beach and then we came home. Uh, do you have to pay an extra fee to get into the park area, or is it you just... You do not. Literally, Ooh. I walked in there, and I was like, Daniel, this is the cheapest I've ever came to Disneyland on. We just spent $10 to get in, and that's it. Like, when the fuck are we going to ever be able to do that again, you know? So, yeah, $10 parking is all it takes. Wear a mask and get screened. Well, I know that... Um, I've known that it, the California has had that stretch open for uh, a minute and I knew that they had some really strict restrictions and you have to like be put on a wait list and then you have to have your number or group call to get into certain stores and stuff. Yeah, um, that that definitely. I was like, Dan, like, you don't want to do any shopping? And I was like, no, because I do not want to stand in a line. Like, no. And he was like, well, isn't that why you come to Disneyland? You stand in lines to get on a one-minute ride. And I was like, listen, you brought me here, okay? So (laughs) don't even try to throw shade. (laughs) I wish that they would do what they're doing with California with just Main Street. That's what they're doing, actually. That day they announced that next, like, I think it's the beginning of of, uh, March, they're going to open up Main Street. Just Main Street. Yeah. But well, I don't as know, of it's, this recording, it's so funny to. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I was saying it's so funny to people watch. Sorry. Go ahead. It's funny to people watch because while we were in line, um, it was like a short little like two minute line to get in for the WandaVision thing. Uh-huh. People were not paying attention, just like most people don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And um, they there was a huge sign that said. You know, this way for the WandaVision, you know, photo op, da 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 And people were walking up to these poor cast members. And, like, this one woman, like, every time she got walked up to, these people walked, like, straight up to her. Like, as if, like, there was, like, a foot difference in between them. No, not even a foot. Less than a foot. Ew. Like, they were all up in her grill. And she would take a step back every single time. And she was like, how can I help you? And they were like... Yeah, what is this for? And it was the nicest thing ever, but also the shadiest thing ever, because she just pointed to the sign. She's like, yeah, this is for that right there. And then she would turn away, and I'm like, that's what I bet you you've been wanting to do that forever. Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, they have to be really, really nice and bubbly. But, like, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck that. All these people, look at the fucking sign before you get in line. Or just fucking distance yourself when you're asking a question. Like, you don't have to be all up in your grill. People don't understand like you know right and also people don't people aren't uh, as observant either you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah. Like, it's not really hard if you were just to take a couple of seconds to read the sign and assess the surroundings and what was going on around you, then you would see that it was like a photo op. Because those are usually pretty well labeled at Disneyland. <laughs> like, it's not just oh, sure. walk by a wall and you're like, what is this wall? It's <laughs> designed for photos. <laughs> not that hard. Exactly that. But, yeah. Well, one of the things that we've missed out on speaking of this week is, um, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but it was announced that John M. Chu, the guy who directed Crazy Rich Asians, I believe. Step and Step Up. And did he do? Yeah, he did do those. Yeah. Uh Um, He is actually I'm thinking of the wrong person. Oh yeah, no, uh, he did he did no no no. He did do um uh-huh. He did do Crazy Rich Asians and he directed uh, the upcoming In the Heights musical. Um and it's right. been announced that he is going to direct for his next project the Wicked film adaptation. How do we feel about this? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm excited. As we all know, Wicked has been playing through, I don't know about your ears, Matthew. Well, actually, no. I'd say we started listening to Wicked around the same time. Um, it's been a long time coming. A very, very long time coming. So um, I actually didn't know that. Is he really directing? Yeah. It's John M. Chu, the one that's directing um, the Wicked. Well, it was... Somebody else was attached to it, and they recently came off the project. And then I believe this is a universal project. I could be wrong. Um, Yes. They uh, put him on the project now, so he will be directing. Well, that's exciting. Congratulations, John M. Chu. I know. And honestly, like, I know a lot of people make fun of, you know, the G.I. Joe movie and stuff, but... John and Chu has actually directed some really good movies. Uh, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians was so freaking good. And I'm really excited to see what he does with In the Heights. And it's not like this guy doesn't, you know, know how to direct a musical or something that's a, a, a movie that's centered around dance. It's not like he's been doing sci-fi or horror his whole whole life you know what i mean right. he knows what he's doing he's dabbled. yeah he's yeah so the thing that bothers let's say bothers me it has no, it's nothing to do with john m chu I'm, I'm moving past john m chu congratulations once again um movies don't i mean musicals don't really become movies until do you know the answer to this matthew they're off broadway off-Broadway or sales are just going really, really low and people aren't coming to see the show anymore. So as like a last hoorah or like as to try to get people back into the seats, they either make a film or it just closes and then they put all of their funds that they have left going into that project, into the film, a la Mean Girls. That's the that's the number one reason why they closed, so that they could keep funds to make the movie, which I'm here for, great. But I don't see Wicked closing anytime soon. So it's like, what are the premises behind 
this film and when are we going to get it because i don't see it happening in the next three or four years because people are people are going to see wicked still seats are selling out still i mean not now but i mean when it comes back up again seats are going to be filled you know right so and i mean yes you are right and then it seems that a lot of the times uh musicals that come out or plays that come off of broadway that were successful for a long run but maybe waning do go towards the route of doing a film adaptation I, yeah. Or a lot of the time, too, like if you think of the producers and stuff, it's like a revival that brings it back. Something like mm-hmm. that. With a big name. Right. Like with the producers, it was uh, they were the stars on Broadway. And that actually happens quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. OK. But um, I also look at like Phantom of the Opera. Phantom is a staple of Broadway and I don't think is going to go away anytime soon. And Wicked is just one of those staples. It's going to run probably until the end of time. Mm -hmm. It's a tale literally that stands the test of time. Right. But this movie has been in production for at least 10 to 15 years. It's just never gotten off the ground. And... I'm hoping that maybe it's because we weren't... I mean, Wicked, as a stage show, is pretty fantastical and magical and has this sort of whimsy to it while being something that's performed on the stage. You know, it's very transformative and it sets and the lighting and the trickery and the projections and everything. And, and um, you literally go to Oz when you see wicked, like you right. are taken to Oz. Mm-hmm. You feel like Alphaba is actually soaring to the highest of heights at the end of defying ground. Like you get those emotional beats and, and, and whatnot. So I'm hoping that we are now at a state where that is not going to be a problem in terms of translating that to the screen, because I'm very worried of wicked looking like us, the the great and powerful. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm I'm wanting to know why it's took this long, but also is this also going to be dragged out, or are we actually going to finally get this movie? And if we do, what are the castings going to be like? You know what I mean? So like, yeah, Did, should we should we try to cast this ourselves? I mean, it is our favorite hobby, so I think we should. Okay. Um, I believe... John M2. Listen up, John M2. We have a big announcement. We have <laughs> notes. I want to see Adina Menzel as Dr. Marble. I want... <laughs> Shut up. Kristen Chenoweth to be Glinda because she will always and forever be a Galinda. And that is my casting. Everybody else will be holograms of the Muppets. (laughs) I hate you. Why why a hologram if it's a Muppet? (laughs) Because they can. It wasn't a matter if they should, but if they could. It was a Jurassic Park situation. 
All right. Okay. Well, I'm here for your casting. Do you want to do? Can I? Do you want to listen to mine? Yeah, because you probably took this a lot more seriously than I did. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So we're gonna start with the supporting characters first and leave the leads at the end. Okay. Uh, um, as it should be. Yes. Okay. So recently we had a musical made into a film that uh, covered the cast being a whole bunch of big names. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of go, I'm not going to go in that direction, but for the musical theater world, I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you talking about the the musical that I was referring to was the prom? Yeah. Sorry. The prom. So they casted Meryl Streep. um, Who else was in that? Uh, Nikki Kidd's. Andy Rannies. and Andrew Reynolds, Nicole Kidman, um, he who must not be named. Um, I don't James know Corden. Uh, James Corden. No, no, you say his goddamn name one more time, you will conjure him like a demon. Hush it. We're moving okay. on. Okay, got it. So what they did with that movie is they casted these big names and they cast the two leads as you know. Not to say unknowns, but people who didn't have that big Hollywood name, okay? So, here's my rendition of Wicked, the movie musical, um, the casting for them, okay? So, we have The Wizard. The Wizard is The Wizard. Um, Obviously, you know, I would love to see the original uh, Joel Grey in it, but he's, 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 I think he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Is he? Let me look. What's his name again? I'm pretty sure he's dead. Joel Gray. Joel Gray. Wizard. Dead question? Dead. <laughs> Is he dead? He is in fact still alive at the oh. ripe old age of 88. <laughs> Come on, Joel Gray, look at us, we're killing you off. Sorry, you Joel Gray, cut. we didn't mean to kill you. <laughs> so, I would love to see Joel Gray, but um, we have to think about the film adaptation. We need to bring new people, but also bring old people back who know the story. So... I would love to see the original cast member, Norbert Norbert Leo Butts, play the wizard in this film. He did play Fiero in the musical, the, like when it was on Broadway. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him in that role. Cute. I'm looking yes. him up now. You're going to have to forgive me. You know names of the white way. I do not. Correct. So I'm doing okay. my research. While we are doing this, I have a big crush on him. He's cute. He's definitely he definitely looks like somebody I would um, enjoy sticking things into things. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Like sp- you putting a spoonful of of cereal in his mouth, or um, yeah, sure. Forking position. Gonna, I was gonna say sugar, but let, let's go with that. Okay. I love it. Okay. Um, the governor, Alphaba's father. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person who I can really see doing this in their like, like 40s or 50s would be Hugh Jackman. He's not a big character. He's literally only in the film for five minutes. Right. So I don't want him to overshadow everything, but he's the daddy who I would like to play him. Mm-hmm. Madame Morrible. 
the only person who I can see doing this is Kristen Chenoweth. Really? She has like this she ha- she can act for sure. She has the acting chops. Mm-hmm. And Madame Morble is the quote unquote she is a villain. Um but again, bringing the Broadway world to the movie because obviously people who love the show are going to go see the movie no matter what. Right. But if you put in some original cast members into the film in characters that people really wouldn't see them doing, but it fits them for where they are now, it would make total sense to have Kristen Chenoweth as Madame Morrible for mm-hmm. myself. But also be playing homage to her being Glinda in the film still, because she's associated with both the film and the musical. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I really would love to see her have some role in this. Film. Yes. Um, next character we have is Elphaba's sister, Nessa Rose, or other known as the Wicked Witch of the East. Mm-hmm. Um, this character, I don't know if you remember it, Matthew, but um, Matt and I did see this film on Broadway in New York City back in 2007. Yes. 2007. We did see this on Broadway. Um, Elphaba, to me, was very mousy. And kind of like naive, young, stupid. And the mm-hmm. only person who I see playing her is Anna Kendrick. That's a choice. It is a choice. I know she's going through some stuff right now. Like, she's in the media for some of the wrong things, but... Oh, I have nothing uh, to know about that. I don't keep up with oh, the Kendrick okay. Havana. I mean, it's not as bad as Leah Michelle's, but... I wouldn't even put Leah Michelle anywhere near this film because, yeah, no, not going to happen ever. But Anna Kendrick would be my choice for Nessaros. Once again, she's not a principal character, but she is important enough to move the story along. And I feel like with her being from Broadway and Hollywood, she ha- she would have what it takes to get that going. Would she want to do it? I would hope so. But if not, give it to somebody else. Um, Fierro. Fiero is exactly he is the uh, the stud of the show he is the lead male character Um, he he plays the love yeah he fucks with some green girl and some pink girl too sometimes Um, this was almost kind of hard for me because there's nobody young who like I was thinking along the lines of people like um, not Sam Smith. God, no. <laughs> um, the Stitches Kid. What's his name? The Stitches Kid? Yeah. Sean Mendes? Sean Mendes. Like, I'm thinking of young people. Right. Like, that, and I just don't see... I don't see it. How, like, I don't... None of the young characters who I see... I even thought of the kid from High School Musical. Like, no. I don't want him see... I don't want to see him playing Fierro. But, okay, so... As you're going through these, I'm starting to piece together, like, my own casting. So, for The Wizard of Oz, you said Joel Grey um, is out. But while looking at Joel Grey, he kind of reminds me of Mark Rylance uh, from the... He won his Oscar for that movie with Tom Hanks, uh, The Bridge of Spies. Okay. 
He's been in a bunch of other stuff too. Not sure if he sings, but I could see him being a very good wizard. Uh, who else have you said so far? Uh, uh, Nessa Rose. Madame Morrible. And, oh, Nessa Rose. That's where I was going. What about Miss Olivia from High School Musical, the musical series, as a little Nessa Rose? Oh. Okay. I mean, she's hot right now. She's popping off with driver's license. And I think that she's a good young up-and-comer who is well-established in the industry, but isn't like a star star per se. And I think that could actually do some really good stuff for her career. And it would put her in an established character and maybe not give her necessarily the lead, uh, but able to really show what she has and what she can do to bring to this character. Yes. Okay. And then Madame Morrible, I would love to see the originator of the role of Alphaba in Chicago, Miss Anna Gasteyer, as Madame Morrible. Or Anna, Anna Gaster would be good. Or Catherine Hahn going back to um, uh, WandaVision. See, honestly, I always think that Catherine Hahn is Anna Gaster. They have a very similar face, I know. I, 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 I don't know how many times I'm like, I've... <laughs> I've thought that that was Anna Gasteyer every time, but I'm like, Anna Gasteyer's a little older, and she looks really, really, like, not really young, but, like, she's definitely younger, so I'm like, I don't think that's her, but I've caught myself more than once doing that. Um, back to Fierro, I honestly didn't really have anybody, so I just chose Jordan Fisher. Jordan Fisher. You know him? He Name is, sounds familiar. Um, he was in Grease Live, the musical. He was the one with glasses. Hmm. Nope, I didn't watch that. No. Okay, moving on. Let's see here. I'm um, just really okay, quickly now, though with my mm-hmm. casting. Also, kind of just like circling back to Madame Morrible, another one that just popped into my head. Christine Baranski. Why do I, that name sounds familiar? Christine Baranski. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That definitely would be good. She too. does sing. I thought she was fantastic in the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. She's like one of the only people that I love. And I could really see her sinking her teeth into a character like Madame Morrible. Okay, yeah, I'm here for that. I don't know who my Fiero is yet, so I'll let you continue with your casting. Okay. Glinda um, would be Brittany Johnson. Again, this is going back to... The Broadway musical, like in New York City, um, she was the first person of color to play Glinda. I don't know if you've seen any of her videos on YouTube, but I'm she sure I've seen them on your Instagram feed. Yes, she brings a different, uh, a different take to Glinda that is not. It's not what's been done. And it's refreshing. It's great. I am ready to see a person of color as Glinda for the film. I think it needs to happen. Um, and I truly think, like, even if we went with, you know, your casting for the, some of the characters that, that I stated, it would still hold up because, once again, you have 
the two leads being not unknowns, but they're surrounded by a cast of people who are well known. So it's be like you're walking into this and not being like, oh, well, can she still hold up? Because it's been so long that she's done this role. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for Alphaba, I can't figure out anybody to play Alphaba for me. So I want a worldwide search like I want actual castings to go on not like I was going to say I was going to say the uh, search for Elle Woods like an MTV reality show I don't want a reality show for for this but I would really really hope that it'd be an unknown person who and not from YouTube either like I want them to go through a rigorous acting like not say challenge like it's it's as if it's a tv show but they have to be able to go through like weeks of you know callbacks read this scene do this sing this song sing it live right here right now in front of me because alphabet is just that character that you don't fuck with i there have been many alphabets and i love most of all of them but i feel like for this one you have to find somebody who is literally green they have to be green and in the broadway world or in the in in the entertainment world green is kind of like new a fresh face you know uh a what's what's her name not ivy lynn a Catherine McPhee. What is her name, Matthew? Ew. Uh, 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 <laughs> Ivy Lynn Cartwright? No. Um, oh, yes. Karen Cartwright. Karen Cartwright. Karen Cartwright. Um, yeah, you have, like, I I wouldn't be able to give a name. I don't think, I mean, sure, everybody's saying Ariana Grande, but I honestly don't want to see Ariana Grande no. play Alphaba. I don't want to see that. I would rather them find somebody from fucking Mexico or, you know, just someone who's not known. Yeah. So I've thought about this. Um, I'm going to kind of go with a big name for my Fiero. You're probably not going to like this, but I poo-pooed your Anna Kendrick, so it's totally fine. Tom Holland. (gasps) That's who I forgot. That's who I fucking forgot. I want Tom Holland to play Bach. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. You know what? I take him back from my Fierro. I love a Bach. I love it. Tom but we Holland also, is Bach. Yes. Yes. Very much that. Very that. Ooh, I love that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I'm looking at this uh, Miss Brittany Johnson. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. I'm going to take your word and say, yes, she is in. Oh, my God. This photo of her looking in the mirror in her yellow dress is adorable. She's gorgeous, Matthew. With Elphaba, I, too, want it to be a relatively unknown person. I would say, um, what was her name from the prom? And she's going to be in West Side Story. Oh, uh, Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose. I would love to see her maybe tackle something like that. But because she's got um, West Side Story, I don't think putting her in another musical 
lead vehicle is probably like the best thing to do. So I want it to be a relatively unknown. I want it to be a woman of color or even a trans woman of color. Cause I think the narrative of wicked and the character, uh, growth and development that we see with Alphaba could play into that narrative, narrative, like as a social commentary, if you know what I'm saying. Like if that's something that we want to yes, bring into I this, I think that because Wicked really is a story of an outsider just wanting to be accepted by society and being ridiculed and told that she is evil, even though her magic is what makes her beautiful and what makes her special. You Sorry. mean? Oh, I, 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 you mean? Are you talking about the Britney Spears documentary? Because I feel like you, you just literally summed up what that documentary was. <laughs> no, and I haven't watched it yet. I probably won't. <laughs> uh, you haven't watched it? No, I, it just not interest me. I was there to experience it. <laughs> you know. I, I've made claim as to how I feel about the whole thing. I really want people to start putting their energy behind not just Britney Spears. Yes, getting Britney out of her um, her conservatorship, I do think that that's something that needs to be done. I find it to be ridiculous, and it should not have lasted this long. But I also want this energy to be refocused and think about women... Uh, who came before and after Britney who suffered the same fate. Uh, But that's another topic for another day that you could listen to on episode 13 of Improper Intimacies whenever that episode comes out. You've forgotten one little uh, character, though, and I'm very ashamed of you for forgetting such a character. Oh no, I haven't forgotten him, Mr. Chistery. No. Who? Wow. Wow, Victor. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Are the, you referring to the wizard the, will see you now? No, Victor. <laughs> wow. The fact that you cannot put no goddamn respect on <laughs> Dr. Dilliman's name is an oh, outcry. No, it Bye. is a travesty. <laughs> it is okay, a delusion. You know what I, want? I want a CGI fucking goat. That's what I want. Give me a CGI goat. I don't care who you put, whose voice you put behind it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I want James Corden. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would literally pluck he my eyes out. Touch this. I'm can't trying touch to it. think who would be a good Dr. Tillman. Hmm. Tom Hanks. No. 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 Justin anyway. Warrady. <laughs> sure. Clay Aiken. Sure. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Audra McDonald. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, that is my cast for Wicked minus Dr. Dilliman because he's important, but I'll let John M. Chu have that one. <laughs> okay. So it shall be, so it shall be done. John M. Chu, you have heard 
our cries for casting. If you do decide to go with any of these options, I would love at least a casting credit in the film. Victor as well. Well, I want to check. Bitch, I was getting to that, but you got to be subtle about it. (laughs) Now he's going to be like, fuck these bitches. I'm going to put Ariana Grande in my movie now. Fuck you. Oh, God, no. (laughs) And that's been your WandaVision moment. Taylor Swift released a new song, a new old song. Yeah, she's gonna. She released a full album. Wait, was it a full album? I believe so. Let me. I read that. I saw that she re-released. She released that song, "Love uh, Story." Love Story, because I guess it wasn't hers. Miss Taylor unfortunately has fallen into the nasty nasty reality that is the music industry and not having it written in your contract or negotiated that you own the masters of your songs what that means is if she is to get money from a song so many years later people covering it whatever she to gain royalties from that music she has to own the masters to it if she doesn't own the masters to it the writers the producers the record companies the holding companies whatever it is they get the royalties and she sees none of it that was part of the reason why she was so anti Spotify back in the day, partly because they really don't pay their artists that much coin and because she really would not have seen a lot of that money because she did not own the masters. RuPaul Charles owns the masters. So RuPaul gets every cent of that. Whenever you stream a RuPaul song, she gets the coin. A way to go around that is for Taylor Swift to go back and re-record these songs and kind of just play with the audio just a little bit, maybe maybe switch around a few lyrics, whatever the case may be, and have those songs be her masters. And because those are the masters, she can put those out and those are the ones that could be streamed. Oh, I see. Okay, well, kind of like for you, girl. Kind of like the Ally and AJ recent release of potential breakup song explicit oh God, version. Not with that fucking no, song. But I'm Get just, it out. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying but I'm, what I'm saying is that they recorded an explicit version, which means they have their own version of that song that they sing that they can get 100% of the coin from rather than it being held over them by a record company or whoever it was like Disney or whatever. You know what I mean? I see. So that's just I what. Mean, does she I, need that was more just though? the explanation for that. Does I mean, she it's need her more music, though? so she's she gets to, to say what happens with her music. Yeah, you're right. 
I may have gotten right, some yeah. of those details a little wrong, but that's overall what what is going down with yes. that. And for those of you in the corrections corner, if you are four episodes behind, we are two episodes ahead. So goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come up with that shit if you're gonna be late to the party. No, just teasing. <laughs> teasing. Um, I have a quick question for you. I have a quick answer. We just discussed, you know, film adaptations of musicals and plays. With Wicked being on the docket for upcoming releases, and of course we've got In the Heights, which I'm sure you are very much over the moon and excited for. We've got West Side Story coming out. What other shows would you like to finally see get the state or the screen adaptation that they deserve well i would love for a cat's redo um but musicals that weren't made that haven't been made into a film um uh well i mean dear evan hans is coming so that's already been done um, you mentioned Mean Girls is happening. Mean Girls is happening as well. I would love to see a Hades Town on Broadway, like on film. Ooh, that would be really good. I would love to see Hades that. Town on film. Excuse me, I am recording you, imbecile. Okay, they're gone. Um, Hades Town. If we're talking, like, actually, no. Hades Town is probably the only musical that I can think of right now that I would love to see a film adaptation of. Uh, one that you and I have talked about happening quite a bit and being kind of in production limbo is Sunset Boulevard with Glenn Close. I've actually never, I've never seen it. I just would like to see her in it because... Well. Did you hear that? Yes. What happened? Are you being I don't know. Um, anyway, I I too have not seen it. Uh I but I do want to see her in it because the story of Glenn Close and Sunset Boulevard is kind of infamous and she's been very well known as this is like one of the greatest performances put to stage. It's what I want her to win an Oscar for. Recently, Golden Globe and SAG Award nominations have been announced, which means award season is in full effect and flowing, uh, ending at the end of April this year. And she'll probably get nominated for Hillbilly Elegy. That's fine, I guess. But I don't want her to win for that because I want her to win for Sunset Boulevard and I want that film to come out soon. And that's that on that. That's that on that. It's your birthday episode. This is my birthday episode. Happy birthday, Matthew. (sighs) Thank you. I wasn't recording when you did that little introduction to that. I did catch you asking me if it was my birthday episode. Yes, this is, in fact, my 32nd birthday. And I'm looking forward to not doing a goddamn thing. I love it. I'm very excited about it. 
You are getting your second vaccine, though. I am. The day before, I'm getting my second vaccine. And with that, I will be done. Until we're told that it doesn't do anything for the new strains of COVID. (laughs) And we're still supposed to be locked inside our houses. But we will get to that moment when we get there. All right, girl, you ready to wrap this motherfucker? Well, that's been Matthew. And that's been Victor. We love you. We're so glad you're here with us. And we will see you soon. Bye. listening to us this week yeah thank you guys so much for listening um if you would like to give us a follow we are on instagram at improper intimacies also uh we are on apple podcasts and if you can go on apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review it actually really helps the podcast get uh discovered more um, and if we get enough reviews or and enough traction, leave us a two or three star if you're not feeling us. No, we need the five star reviews, girl, because that's what. Gets okay, I'm sorry. Okay, let's do this again. Let's do this. Again. <laughs> let's do it again. Let's do it again. You don't have to like the episode. Just rate it five stars. You can leave whatever you want in um, the review section, uh, and that just helps us get noticed and gets the podcast out there. Share it if you like. Um, we love seeing everybody listening and sharing on like their Instagrams and stories and stuff if you guys want to let us know something that you watched or something that you've seen that you feel like we you know deserves you know a hot topic on the podcast let us know dm us email us please we want to hear from you guys yeah if there's something that we've mentioned in passing and you would like us to do a bit more of a deep dive let us know and we'll actually do that in future episodes because we love to talk about movies tv Music, toys from our childhood, commercials from our childhood. And uh, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, we're more than willing to, to look into it and, and do a deep dive into it. The dirtier, the better. This is Matthew Burris. And this is Victor Ortiz. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.